You are listening to High Hope Sports Cast with me, DJ. Uh, this is a podcast covering the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, the purple and gold skull. I talk about everything Vikings, scores, stats, uh, my opinions, anything purple and gold. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can listen to all of my episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other platforms for your podcasting. All right, let's go. Welcome back to High Hope Sportscast. This is Season 3, Episode uh, 21, and this is the Super Bowl uh, special, I guess you should say. Um, mo- basically going to be talking about the Super Bowl. That's, I mean, there's a couple other things, uh, I'll talk about in this episode, but mostly, uh, on the Super Bowl, uh, this last Sunday. So, um, before, uh, get into the Super Bowl, uh, there's one thing. Um, so I, I don't, I think I, I talked about it on the last episode. Uh, Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, uh, he, um went to uh he he got permission from the raiders uh uh well the saints got permission uh to visit with Derek Carr uh Derek Carr went to New Orleans spent uh, i think 2 days there uh visiting the saints facility and this and that um but it it, it was ultimately up to uh Derek Carr uh, whether or not to waive his no trade clause so that uh, the Raiders could trade uh, with the Saints, and they had already talked about uh, the trade details. I don't know if they were ever the the trade details were ever leaked or not, so I don't know what that entails. Um, but uh, Derek Carr did recently say uh, he informed the Raiders that he will not. Uh, waive his no trade clause so um so it was uh be he he would have had to have uh waived it by february 15th um that's the uh contract uh guarantee deadline um Derek cars he's 31 uh expects to uh is expected to uh be released uh, before the February 15th deadline in his contract that triggers uh, $40.4 million in future guaranteed money. Um, so the funny thing about uh, this is, um, so by the time you guys see this, um, I'm actually recording on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. That 15th uh, deadline is tomorrow. Um, so... I'm not sure when this will be out. It could be, it could come out tomorrow. So he could have already been released by the time you guys hear or see this. Um, so I'm just talking uh, in my time right now as I'm recording. So, um, so just bear with me because I, I pre-record all these. Um, I, I don't go live just because, um, uh, like I, I sometimes I record, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. So I know there's not a lot of people that are going to tune in. So I just pre-record it. And then I, I, uh, go live with the pre-recorded videos, uh, at a later time. So, uh, that explains that. Um, 
uh, Derek Carr, he'll be a, a top free agent and will have opportunity to meet with other teams on his own terms. Um, so he could go meet with anyone he wants. Uh, he doesn't need permission from the Raiders. Um, so, and that's if he is uh, released. So, um, a little bit about Derek Carr's uh, season. Uh, he threw for 3,522 yards, uh, 24 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions uh, with a uh, 60.8 completion percentage uh, in 15 starts. So um, not not bad numbers. Uh, like I said, I've said before, uh, my opinion on this is I don't know why the Raiders uh, are going to go a different way. Uh, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. I, I personally, I mean, I like him. So, um, I, I just don't really understand. Uh, in, in my eyes, I feel like it's probably, um, the new coach there, Josh McDaniels. Maybe they just don't click. Um, I don't, I really don't know, but, uh, I'm hoping Derek Carr can go somewhere, uh, where he is uh, valued, and uh, hopefully he uh, will be successful. So um, that w- is definitely uh, a story to keep an eye on. Um, so, and then the the next thing uh, before I get to anything Super Bowl um, is uh, the NFL honors, which was the Thursday night before the Super Bowl. Usually, it's it's weird that they did it on a Thursday. Um, I it was weird because usually they do it the night before Super Bowl uh, that Saturday night. So it was really weird uh, to have it on a Thursday night, I guess. Um, so I'll just I'll quickly just go over um, the the awards who got them. Um, so offensive player of the year. Our Vikings, Justin Jefferson, uh, he got it. Um, Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa from the San Francisco 49ers. Just a beast all year. Um, Offensive rookie of the year. uh, Now, uh, so I'll I'll pause there quick. So the funny thing about this is, uh, if you guys remember, if if you guys have uh, watched uh, the show or listened to the show, um, so back, uh, during the draft, uh, well, the, our, my show after the draft, uh, I kind of, um, it was back when I had a co-host, we both kind of at, at the same time, we said, you know, who had the best, the best draft, uh, and we uni- unanimously both at the same time said the New York Jets, because they, they, they really did have uh, an awesome draft. Um, so getting to the offensive rookie of the year, uh, it goes to wide receiver Garrett Wilson from the New York Jets. Now defensive rookie of the year, it's also a Jet. Sauce Gardner, cornerback. Um when I when I saw that it was two Jets for you know offensive and defensive rookies, it's like I see. I told you, the Jets had a very very good draft. So, 
Um, that, and that just uh, kind of validates that right there. Um, not, you know, they didn't make the playoffs or anything that didn't really show, but uh, hey, you, you know, they're still rookies. Uh, and I, I do feel like um, the Jets' time is, is coming. Uh, they they really improved this year, so um, I, I feel like they're they're up and coming. Uh, not really sure what they're gonna do at the quarterback position. It looks like Zach Wilson, his time is uh, kind of limited there. So let uh, me go to coach of the year, uh, first year head coach, um, New York Giants Brian Dable. Um, I don't remember who the finalists were. Uh, I think it was him, Kyle Shanahan of San Francisco, and um, Doug Peterson from Jacksonville. I don't know why Kevin O'Connell wasn't even a finalist for that. I It just kind of boggles my mind on why he wasn't even, you know, considered a finalist. So, I, you know, going from what Mike, how Mike Zimmer left the, the Vikings team and then literally your first year as a head coach ever, and you turn this team around and win 13 games. I don't know how that's not how that's not uh, capable of coach of the year uh, candidate. Um, so it just kind of blew my mind. Um, comeback player of the year. Now there's a lot of people that uh, are kind of on the fence about this just because of who who won it. Um, so the quarterback. For the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith got comeback player of the year. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, he didn't really deserve it because he didn't really come back from anything. Uh, the reason he got it was, um, you know, when he was back when he was drafted, I, I, I think it was maybe 2013 he, he got drafted. He, he started for the Jets, uh, and then I believe he was benched, and then he's been a backup quarterback up until this season. And he actually, he did play very well. He, he led the Seahawks to, to the playoffs. Um, oh, well, not to the playoffs. Um, he, it was, he was close. Um, so, um, let's see. He, oh, uh, cause people are saying that, um, you know, usually comeback player of the year, it's because of someone had an injury la- the the last year, and then they come back, and then they they're they're really good. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel about that. I guess uh, I, I, in my opinion, I feel like Geno Smith uh, d- deserved it. So um, I'll, I'll just leave it as that. Uh, moment of the year. Um, I don't know if they. I don't remember if they did how long they've been doing this. If they even did it last year, I, I can't remember. But um, our Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, he got another award. Uh, he got the award for moment of the year uh, from his crazy catch in, uh, at Buffalo on 4th and 18. Um, I'll never forget that catch ever um i definitely uh i I like seeing uh him win that for a moment of the year so um walter payton man of the year award um so if anyone out there doesn't know what walter payton man of the year award is it's not what you do on the field it's what you do off the field 
um, in your community. Um, so just, just, just things like that. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, he got the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Um, he, he, he lost his mother, uh, and then uh, during COVID, uh, he lost his brother to suicide, and he um, put together a um, uh, an organization. Um, I think I think it's called Asked for Help. Um, it's just kind of uh, I, I think it's like uh, you know for mental health, uh, suicide prevention stuff stuff like that. I think so. Um, yeah, it, he. Uh, I think he said something about uh, it's it's one life lost to save millions, um, some, something along those lines. So, um, and I don't know. A lot of people are. It, a lot of people don't like the Cowboys. A lot of people don't like Dad Prescott. But it's like, hey, come on, you, you got to realize what he's doing off the field. And who cares about football in this award? Football has nothing to do about this award at all so um congrats to that um and then the the last award i kept for last is the mvp and you see him right behind me in my background patrick mahomes uh his second uh mvp award um it was between him josh allen joe burrow and uh justin jefferson i, I kind of figured justin jefferson was not going to get it uh, oh, and Jalen Hurts was in there too. Um, he he was runner up actually. Um, I, I kind of figured Justin Jefferson wasn't going to get it just because it, it's more. It is more. Um, well, not more. It is a quarterback's award. Um, the last person that wasn't a quarterback that did it was uh, Vikings Adrian Peterson back in 2012. But um, you know, as soon as Justin Jefferson got Offensive Player of the Year, I was like, that MVP is out. Because there's no way that they're going to give someone offensive player of the year and MVP both. So I, I, I as soon as I, I heard that, I I mean, I was happy he got offensive player of the year, but um, I knew that he was, there was no way he was getting MVP. But um, yeah. Um, now to, now to get into the, to the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, uh, first off, um, before I get into the actual game, um, just to talk about the the commercials a little bit, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like the Super Bowl commercials every year they start getting worse and worse. They're not even funny anymore. Uh, it's almost like these companies try too hard, and it, they don't don't succeed. Um, I was kind of waiting for a. It was hard for me to to watch the the, the commercials, you know, with the three year old and um, stuff like that. So I I didn't see a Doritos commercial. I was waiting for a Doritos commercial. Usually, they are the ones that you know have have had the funniest ones in the past, in, in my opinion. But um, the the one that I kind of liked the most was. Um, the NFL Super Bowl commercial, their annual commercial, um, they it was um, I forget what her name is, but uh, the girl running with the football with uh, 
you know, flight football with the flags people are trying to pull or flags. Um, and then D- Devonte Adams was the parrot, uh, and he's chasing her. He and he wasn't gonna jump across the roof, and he's like, I forget that. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, Sauce Gardner uh, are kind of in the beginning, I think, or I don't know. They're on a like a uh, what do you call it? side by side, and you know. And then uh, I think Cam uh, Hayward and Agent Aiden Hutchinson were bellboys. Uh, and then the drill knocks them over by kicking the door open. Uh, and I believe Jim Kelly's in there. Um, so it, it was just kind of cool. Um, the NFL's annual com- uh, Super Bowl commercial. Um, I, I believe, I don't know if when the first time they, they started doing that, but I remember, God, I want to say it was, I, I I don't remember. I want to say for some reason it was for Super Bowl 50, but it might not have been that far back uh, when they're at uh, in a ballroom or whatever at, at a ceremony and uh, the, the football falls off the cake and then they're all trying to tackle each other. And yeah, it's that one was funny. I, that was, that's probably been my favorite Super Bowl commercial ever. <laughs> um, other than like, I think there's a Dorito, there was a Doritos one one year with a goat or whatever, and um, that one was funny too. But um, another one, it, it was kind of weird. So, Tubi, um, a, a streaming app, uh, they had a few different commercials uh, during the Super Bowl, and some of them were i don't know i just didn't really understand it there was these rabbits that were dragging people into these holes and something about uh find rabbit holes and it's like see you're you're trying too hard i it was just wasn't funny it was just like what in the world what what are you doing but one tubi commercial stood out and anyone that watched the whole Super Bowl, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it was, you know, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was, you know, the screen went uh, to, it looked like the, the menu, uh, you know, to look for something to watch on your TV, like the, the guide. And uh, I remember, like, looking around, like, oh, does my daughter have the remote? What, what, who's changing the channel? What are you doing? And then all of a sudden, boom, it, the, the screen changed. I was like, what? I was like, uh, is that commercial? Like, that's messed up. Come on, Tubi. <laughs> um, so, and, and then after, you know, after a while, it was, everyone's posting about it on social media. Like, it, it oh, just a lot of people are freaking out uh at their you know significant others their kids and just thinking people are changing the channel or the cat stepping on the remote or something just why why are you doing that to us to be <laughs> um so now to uh uh one more thing before get into the actual game uh and that is uh the halftime show rihanna's halftime show um it it started off with her up in the air on a platform uh suspended and uh 
there was other ones around her um her her all of her dancers were in in all white uniforms she was in, in an all red uniform um my my wife said it first uh, you know as a joke um she said she looked like a lobster surrounded by marshmallows uh i mean it was a little funny but uh you know since then uh, a lot of people on social media are you know of course making jokes they, they made jokes about everything um and then uh, the one, one of the biggest things is um you know rihanna is pregnant and they tried to hide it uh, in her uh in her outfit but you could still tell there's a lot of people like talking crap about it like wh- why does it matter if you're pregnant what what i don't know what the problem is it's not like she's you know out there doing i mean i guess in a way you know suspended up in the air like that i guess that is partially dangerous but um you know they they had harnesses on they were you know secure but um who cares i mean it's part of life um it's not like she was out there you know nine months or eight months pregnant you know with her belly just huge i mean that that's not the point but uh you know not not being out there like oh you, the baby could come at any time it wasn't that so i i just don't i really don't understand why people are talking crap about her being pregnant and doing a halftime show it it doesn't matter who gives a crap just let her be like it that should show people that you know it's something to be more even proud of you know she's pregnant and she's putting on a damn good performance and it was a lot of people say it was it was bad some people are saying it was uh the greatest ever i mean i don't think it was the greatest i don't think it was the worst i don't think it was terrible i think i think it was pretty good um so i just leave 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 her alone like i I just don't understand um and then i i've seen tiktoks you know someone put a a red gummy bear on a a thing and had a bunch of marshmallows laid around is it's like really yeah how much time did you put into that it's just it's just stupid um but anyways uh, enough about that i i just want to say that i i like the halftime show um and that that's that so uh now to get more into the super bowl as a game um so i'll kind of uh i i did take some a little bit of notes um and then i i will go uh drive by drive summary um from nfl.com um so uh first thing i had was uh jalen hurts uh he fumbled the ball um and he wasn't even touched by anyone he literally i thought maybe he got touched but then on the replay i looked and he didn't even get touched and he he dropped the ball on his own uh and then nick bolton the chief scooped it up took it all the way back for a defensive touchdown i do believe that that was 
the biggest factor in, in the outcome of this game. Um, Jalen Hurts, uh, he, he had two rushing touchdowns in the first half. Um, I believe that was, that, that was a record uh, by, by a quarterback, uh, most rushing touchdowns in, in a half in a Super Bowl. Um, Kansas City, they only possessed the ball for about eight minutes in the first half. And um, the uh, the Eagles, they possessed it. I don't remember what the exact time was, but, um, yeah. Out of the, the whole first half, the Chiefs only had the ball for about eight minutes, a little over eight minutes. Um, and then... Uh, late in the second quarter, there's a little bit of a scare for for the Chiefs fans. Um, I'm one of them, so I was a little nervous too, or a lot nervous. Uh, Mahomes got tackled and uh, gets landed on his ankle, and he's clearly in in a lot of pain. He can barely uh, hobble back to the bench, um, and then uh, I believe this was in. I don't remember if this was in the first half or second half. Uh, Andy Reid, or it was the second half. Uh, Andy Reid, uh, he challenged that uh, catch by Dallas Goddard um, where uh, he caught it and then it kind of, the ball kind of shifted a little bit. Uh, and then by the time the second catch or whatever you want to call it happened, he only it had one foot in bounds and the second one was out. Well, apparently according to the refs, um, the shifting of the ball, his right hand was still on the ball. So it, it, it did, uh, it did count as a catch. Uh, so Andy Reid did not win the, that challenge. I, I, I guess I don't, uh, really know about that situation and, and with the rules, but I, I, I feel like that shouldn't have counted. But um, it is what it is. Um, and then uh, touchdown run by uh, rookie Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and then the field goal by Philadelphia, uh, and then touchdown pass from uh, Mahomes to a wide open Kadarius Tony um, to put up put the uh, Kansas City up by one twenty eight to twenty seven. Um, and, and going back to the halftime, uh, the score at halftime was uh, Philadelphia was up by 10, 24 to 14. Um, so, and then the Eagles punt, and the, this was a crazy punt return. Uh, Kadarius Tony catches it, and it looks like he's going to be tackled, whatever, normal punt return. But he gets out of it, comes around, and he takes it 65 yards and puts the Chiefs, I, I think they might have been in the red zone or, or pretty dang close to the red zone. Um, that that was probably one of the bigger uh, factors in the game too. So, um, And that was the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, Kadarius Tony with a 65-yard return. Um, and then... Uh, touchdown pass from Mahomes to rookie, another rookie, Sky Moore, uh, to put Kansas City ahead 35 to 27. Uh, and then 
the Eagles tie it up with another Hurts rushing touchdown, his third of the game. Uh, and he also got the two point conversion to tie it at 35. Um, 11 seconds left. Harrison Butcher with a 27 yard field goal to put the Kansas City Chiefs up by three. Um, six seconds left. The Eagles have one last shot, uh, but Hertz's pass falls incomplete. And Kansas City wins the Super Bowl 38 to 35. And Patrick Mahomes is Super Bowl MVP. Uh, and, and as Travis Chelsea said, MV Pat. <laughs> um, so the, Patrick Mahomes got uh, the actual MVP of the year, and he got Super Bowl MVP. So uh, what what a what a year for him. Um, so I, I guess I, I'm not going to go into the the drive by drive. I kind of did that uh, through my game notes, but I'll, I'll go over some stats uh, for this game. Uh, I'll start off with the Eagles. Um, let's see, Jalen Hurts, uh, he went 27 for 38, 304 passing yards and one touchdown. Um, and then rushing Jalen Hurts, 15 carries, 70 yards and three touchdowns. This guy had one hell of a game. Uh, and then Kenneth Gainwell, seven for 21, uh, Miles Sanders, seven for 16 and Boston Scott, three for eight. Um, receiving Devonte Smith, seven receptions, a hundred yards, uh, on nine targets, uh, AJ Brown, six receptions, 96 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. Uh, Dallas Goddard, six, uh, for 60 on seven targets. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, four for 20 on four targets. Zach Pastel, two for 11 on two targets. Uh, Boston Scott, one for nine on one target. Quez Watkins, one for eight on two targets. Um, fumbles. Uh, Jalen Hurts had that one last fumble in the beginning of the, the game. Um, no interceptions. Uh, defense. Uh, Maddox led the way six tackles and one assist. Uh, TJ Edwards, five and one. Uh, Darius Slade, J James Bradbury. Uh, Javon Har Hargrave and Marcus Epps all had four tackles. Um, Jazir White, three and one. CJ Gardner Johnson, two and two. Fletcher Cox, one tackle. As uh, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, and Milton Williams all had one tackle as well. Uh, the Eagles defense did not get a sack on Mahomes at all in this game. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, I, I think the Eagles led the NFL in sacks this season, and they didn't get through that O-line at all and get Mahomes at all this game, which was a really good job by the, the Chiefs' uh, offensive line. Uh, and then kicking Jake Elliott, two for two on field goals, a line of 35, and uh, three for three on extra points. Um. We'll go to the Chiefs here. So Patrick Mahomes went 21 for 27, 182 yards and three 
passing touchdowns. Uh, rushing, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, he led the way 15 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, six carries, 44 yards. Jerick McKinnon, four carries for 34 yards. And Sky Moore, uh, one carry for four yards. Receiving Travis Chelsea, six receptions, 81 yards on six targets. Juju Smith-Schuster, he really stepped up. He had, hadn't really been a factor all year, but he stepped up in the Super Bowl. Uh, he had seven receptions, 53 yards, and nine targets. Some very crucial catches at the end of the game. Uh, Justin Watson, two receptions, 18 yards on two targets. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, three for 15 on three targets. Noah Gray, one for six on one target. Kadarius Tony, one for five, uh, one touchdown uh, on one target. Uh, Sky Moore, one for four yards and a touchdown on one target. Um, and then Trent McDuffie had a forced fumble. Um, I think that uh, fumble actually, uh, it wasn't Jalen Hurts. It was someone else, but it wasn't lost. The Eagles got it back. So um, the Chiefs did not have any interceptions. There's no interceptions in this game at all. Um, defense, Nick Bolton led the way for eight tackles, one assist. Um, and he did have that uh, return, the fumble return uh, for a touchdown. Uh, Willie Gay, six and two. Uh, Justin Reed, five and two. Trent McDuffie, four and one. Uh, Leo Chanel, four and two. Uh, Juan Thornhill, three and two. Um, oh, and Chiefs defense had one sack. That went to Leo Chanel. Um, Legereus Sneed, three and four. Jalen Watson, three tackles. Joshua Williams, three and one. Chris Jones, two and one. Frank Clark, uh, one tackle. Uh, Taylor Saunders, uh, Michael Dana, George Tarloftis, and Brian Cook all had one tackle. Uh, kicking, uh, Harrison Butker went one for two, uh, a long of 27, five for five on extra points. Uh, the Chiefs went for a field goal early on in this game, and uh, Harrison Butker, uh, he doinked it. Uh, he hit the, hit the upright, and it was no good. Um, yeah, uh, punting Tommy Townsend, two punts, average of 31 and a half, along with 50, uh, and then punt returns to Darius Tony, two returns, average of 38.5 and along with 65. Um, that's the chiefs. Uh, so I'll draw us to some team stats, see how close they were in, in these, uh, stats, um, total yards, Philadelphia actually had more. Uh, Philadelphia with 417, Kansas City with 340. Uh, passing yards, Philadelphia actually had more of, the, of uh, that too. Uh, Eagles with 302, Kansas City with 182. Rushing yards, Kansas City uh, had more in, in this stat column. Uh, 158 for the Chiefs, 115 for the Eagles. Uh, average yards per play, both teams at six. Um, fumbles lost. Eagles had one, uh, no interceptions. Um, 
it shows here that uh, Philadelphia allowed two sacks, but I do believe it was only one. Uh, Chiefs didn't allow any. Third down efficiency, Philadelphia had the edge there, actually 61% for the Eagles and 50% uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, time of possession, the Eagles uh, dominated that uh, by about 11 11 minutes. Uh, so Eagles had it for 35 minutes, 47 seconds, and Kansas City had it for 24 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, penalties, Eagles had six, and the Chiefs had three. Um, so those are so the team stats. Uh, Kansas City wins. Super Bowl 38 to 35. Uh, my prediction was actually pretty close. I said the Chiefs would win uh, 31 to 28. Uh, it was a little higher scoring than that, uh, but I was I was pretty close. Um, and like one of my buddies said uh, the other day that uh, this is probably one of the the best Super Bowls uh, we we've seen in, in a while. We don't really like when uh, you know, it's it's a blowout. It's kind of boring. It's uh, this was definitely a spine tingler. Uh, it literally came down to the last minute uh, to decide who was going to win this one. Um, and then a lot of Eagles fans are are really pissed off about uh, that that uh, last holding call uh, on James Bradbury uh, against uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Um. It was kind of, I don't know, there's certain shots of it that uh, it, it kind of looked like maybe it wasn't. Um, but there's a, there's one certain shot that you can see. He clearly tugged the jersey. You can see the stretch of the jersey. And, I mean, I don't know how much more validation the Eagles fans need, but uh, James Bradbury Barry literally admitted after the game, yeah, I held him. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping the refs wouldn't see it or wouldn't call it, just let it ride. How much more validation is it, can you get than the player that committed the 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 penalty admits it? What do you want him? I don't know what else there is. I mean, if he didn't, if he actually didn't do it. Why would he admit to it? So, therefore, you know it happened if the guy is admitting to it. I just, I, I don't get some people. It's just, it, it really boggles my mind sometimes. Um, kind of the last, uh, one of the last things here is, um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, now he has two. Super Bowl wins. He's 27 years old. He's got two MVPs. Uh, two Super Bowl MVPs as well. Um, five Pro Bowls. Um, can Patrick Mahomes catch Tom Brady? Um, so, I, Mahomes is still really young. Like I said, he's 27. Um, so I, I mean, it, it is totally possible, um, and, and doable. I, it, it is doable. I mean, anything's possible. So, um, 
but I just I just think that it'd be hard for anyone to catch Tom Brady to surpass going to ten Super Bowls and winning seven to surpass that to win eight in your career. I mean, it's hard enough to get to just get to one Super Bowl. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's gotten to three now, won two of them. So he's been to three, won two. He's 27 years old. I mean, you, you, you think about it and, you know, this Chiefs team, uh, a lot of people said that this year was supposed to be a rebuilding year for them. They traded Tyree Hill. They have uh, just a ton of these rookies. But all these rookies, they, you know, they came to play. They, they, they stood up. They, they stood out. And they balled out. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Watson, um, Sky Moore, all these guys were phenomenal. And like I heard someone say, Isaiah Pacheco has become basically the the face of the Kansas City Chiefs run game. I don't know what's going to happen next year with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Because Isaiah Pacheco is, I mean, maybe they're going to have a two-headed monster, which is going to make them even better. They go get Kadarius Toney at the trade deadline. Look how that affected them. It's just, you know, eventually teams start to fall apart because they can't, you know, teams can't keep everyone forever. Um, you know, people get hurt. People get older, uh, retire, you know, salary cap issues, uh, money. So, but with this Chiefs team, you know, they – they traded one of the best receivers in the league and they have all these rookies. A lot of people didn't think that Chiefs were going to even get to the Super Bowl. Look at it. They won it with these rookies without Tyreek Hill. It just, it, it just goes to show you that, you know, hey, maybe, you know, all those years Tom Brady did it with, you know, whatever was given to him. Hey, maybe Mahomes can actually do that. I guess we'll see. Mahomes got a lot, a lot more time left. He's only he's only twenty seven years old, so um, I'm happy that uh, the the Chiefs won. Uh, I I've expressed many times before I do not like the Eagles as. Um, my first team is the Minnesota Vikings, obviously. Um, so, yeah, i definitely happy. Uh, I don't have to listen to Eagles fans uh, throw it in everyone's faces for the, the next year. Um, instead, everyone can throw it in their faces that they lost. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's really all I got um, 
for this episode, uh, just kind of the Super Bowl special um, episode. And um, I might have uh, one more episode of uh, season three. Um, not sure when uh, it will be, but it might be just a, uh, a wrap-up, a uh, season wrap-up of uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings. And then uh, I might take a, a break until uh, maybe around the draft in April. And I might, uh, I'm thinking about uh, something different uh, for the draft for the show. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Uh, for the next episode, when it does come out, uh, it will more than likely be a season wrap-up uh, of the Minnesota Vikings year. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, follow the show on social media and uh, share the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. All right. See ya.